Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The City Gents. This is your primary host, Craig Mack. And you got your secondary host here, King J. Vaughn. And you got Santiago, where we play uh, Soul Jam. No, I'm just playing. It's right here. No, you just got... You, 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 you got almost your, uh, over again. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I did. I did. You got your other primary. Uh, your, ooh, look at me. You got your other co-host here, Santiago. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <And> I'm the guest. <laughs> we're going to keep it. And obviously, y'all see, we got our fourth today. We're about to introduce him. We're going to have Craig Mack do those honors. Oh, introducing me, introducing. However... Yeah. <laughs> Today we have a very special guest. Uh, he's a friend of mine, a friend of all three of ours. Uh, this is the powerlifting champion, Greg hey. Green. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. You can follow hey. me on Instagram. You know, the Machine Green, T H E E Machine Green. There it is. Uh, he said <laughs> no time plugging himself. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Immediately down the business right away. That's what I like. Let's get brown brass tacks. Make sure. Before you watch, <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> For sure, but yeah, Greg, how you doing, brother? How's that? How's doing, doing good, doing good today. Like enjoyed the holidays with my friends, family, and loved ones. You know, with my lady and stuff too. Um, uh-huh. and I've been enjoying this time off. Uh, I haven't worked since December 11th. I don't have to go back to work till January the fourth. So you know. Okay. Just been living stress-free over here and enjoying myself doing the things I love. There we go. Uh, so what do you do for your day job? So for my day job, honestly, I work in corporate quality. I'm a quality assurance specialist for Glambia Performance Nutrition. Uh, so basically what we have here is uh, we have like a lot of nutritional supplements. For example, my company owns Optimum Nutrition, BSN, GNC, IsoPure, uh, Think, and like a whole bunch of other like maybe smaller companies or whatever, or lesser known companies. And it's basically my job to make sure all that stuff is safe. Like, for example, if anybody has like allergies, like they're allergic to something like that, I have to check all the allergies, make sure all the labeling is good and correct, uh, check raw materials, make sure it comes from an approved facility, or if it's not coming from an approved facility, we need to like notate that and, and like, you know, ter- determine why, or if it's still safe, even if it comes from a not approved facility, uh, master manufacturing records. Okay, I'm being like real technical now. <laughs> but basically, you do it, bro. I make sure the good the stuff is safe before customers get it. <laughs> uh, no, we want the long story, man. We want people to know what it is that you do. Exactly. Now, I make sure the products are safe. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say you test them on yourself every day, so clearly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I do test them. Yeah, they do have taste tests. Man, when, it do work. <laughs> right. When y'all do go follow him at the Green Machine on IG, you will yeah. see this man built like Superman. <laughs> yeah, Superman multiple. <laughs> I just try my hardest to look good. I just try my hardest. Bald- walking down the street, this man. Black <laughs> and got a bald head. That's the only thing. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you thought yeah. I was talking about yeah. something. We clean out here. We clean out here. You know, I'm clean. There we go. <laughs> Showing that bright future of yours. There it is. It's a lot. It's a lot going on up in here. It's a whole lot. A lot of you know maintenance and stuff like that. So, but but you know, don't. It's it's really cost effective too. You know, I have to like you know spend the money at the barbershop. I just do my own stuff, and you know, we good to go. It'll be done in like five minutes. You know, <laughs> one day, one day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, if anybody time, but... has any tips on balls and you know going bald and how to shave, hey, let me know. You know, hit me up. <laughs> Bruh, I... I tried that going about once 
I cut my yeah. hair so low. I have too many dents in my head. My head oh. is oddly shaped. Yeah. Bro, I can. I, I hope and to it, God my hair stays. <laughs> I yes. hope I don't lose it. I can't afford it. <laughs> Keep it as long as you can. If not, like they got the the the, the restore or something like that. Yeah. Company, so. Yeah. Bro, I might have to be in that line because I tried and it's just like a big divot and it's just yeah. not what's up at all. I mean, with me, it's like I knew it. I knew it was coming. Like my grand, my dad was bald. My granddad on my dad's side is bald. My granddad on my mom's side was bald. So I was like in high school already. No, I mean, I had the waves. You know what I'm saying? I know y'all got the wave check going on stuff like that. I missed those. <laughs> wait, but like, wait, in high school, I had the waves, and I just knew. I'm like, I'm just gonna have to ride this thing out as long as I can. Cause I know it's only gonna be a matter of time till I can't do this no more. And, and honestly, it's kind of funny that I have like. I can make connections with balding and fitness, but like this, that's the same mindset I have with fitness. It's like, it's only going to be a matter of time. So I can't do this no more. Cause you ain't, you ain't going to see too many like old 67 year olds, like lifting up super heavy weight. So it's like, it's only, I better true, do it while true. I still can. <laughs> I mean, you can have true, true. Pressure. You see yeah. out here, 67. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, man, that's big. Then you know, I mean, people that you know are, are chasing that dream and everything like that. You know, they know that the time frame is, uh, you know, it's finite. So, uh, mm-hmm. to make the most of it now is very important. So, yes, I know yes. it's, it's very important, especially just coming off the heels of your last competition, right? Yes, yes. Uh, my last competition, it wasn't a um, so I did a powerlifting uh, competition, it wasn't uh, what's called a full power meet. A full power meet is basically a squat, you have to do three attempts of squat, three attempts of bench and three attempts of deadlift. Uh, at this particular meet, it was a bench-only meet, so all I had to do was do three attempts of bench. Um, the only reason why I did a bench-only meet is because literally by the time I thought about signing up, the full power meet was already full. And uh, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but like in the, um, in the powerlifting community, there's kind of like a certain stigma of like a lot of powerlifters like not liking bench or, or, or trying to avoid bench. And me, I'm not, I'm not afraid of the bench. I, I like the bench, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, well, we know. You know, I'm pretty happy about where my bench is. So I'm like, oh, okay, let me try a bench only beat, see what happens. I went up there and did it and did fairly good for uh, my first, you know, my first uh, meet. So now I plan on uh, yeah. competing again, but this time a full power meet. Uh, so if things go my way, it'll be April, 2021. Okay, I was actually also thinking about uh, getting a coach, too, because, you know, I've been, you know, working out, doing the whole fitness thing uh, since I was, like, 17. I'm 31 now, and so I, I like where I'm at right now. I like how far I've progressed, but the thing is, I did all this on my own. I never had no coach. I never had no trainer. I never had no, like, mentor or nothing like that. I just did it on my own, my own research. So I'm like, if I made this far on my own, I wonder how much further I'll get if I had like professional help person right there with me every single time. Yeah. So, so I'm like, let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Cool. Yeah, man. I mean, you, you definitely making incredible strides so far. And I mean, you said you started at 17. So that bodybuilding then, or just uh, focusing on like nutrition and your, your health or what are you doing? Uh, powerlifting and bodybuilding at the same time, which were you doing? Um, honestly, I was just strictly focusing on bodybuilding. Uh, when I started when I was 17, I was like super scrawny. Like I've always been like little, like the little guy or like that growing up. Right. So I think I, like when I first started lifting weights, I was like, 
130 pounds or 135 pounds, something like that. And I, my whole mindset was always like, man, I just want to look good. Like I don't have to be like the biggest person in the room, but I want at least like, I want to at least see the line in the chest. Like, I didn't even have that. Yes. I had like just a smooth yes, bird chest. So like that. <laughs> so, I, I feel <laughs> and like back then, like I was also like a huge gamer back then. Like, I used to like play video games like all the time, like four hours or whatever like that. And so I was like, maybe I could get a new hobby. Uh, so I'll try this whole working out thing. One of my uh, homies, he was like really big into the waist, like real, real big buff dude. And uh, he gave me my first workout and he destroyed me. Like I couldn't walk. I couldn't move. I had to like, I couldn't hop out the bed. I had to roll out of the bed. Every single thing hurt. But I was like, you know what? This might be a test for me. I was like, you know what? I'm going to see what happens if I stick with this. This was in the summertime. I'm, I'm going to see what happens if I stick with this for three months straight. And at the end of the three months, if I don't see like any definition, any cuts in my chest or, or at least some formation of a six pack or whatever like that, I'm going to drop it like a bad habit. And I'm just going to focus on, you know, going to college and playing my video games or whatever like that. But I stuck with it. I did like a whole three day a week uh, type of routine. I stuck with it the whole entire summer, 90 days. And at, by the end of the summer, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, hmm, all right. And keep going. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking, <laughs> looking kind of <laughs> So I'm ever looking- since that summer, I just been addicted. I just been hooked. So would you say like, what advice would you give people that are like wanting to enter enter the industry, like especially? Like- yeah, the 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 fitness. And so I would say start off slow with with fitness. Whether you're doing bodybuilding or powerlifting, like for strength, you know, because I'll break this down to you, right? Like all that is going to take time. It requires an immense amount of patience. I know especially in today's world and today's generation, like, you know, technology is booming and like, there's a lot of things, like a lot of people expect like instant things or instant results now, just because of how the world is set up now or just because how technology is now. But mm-hmm. with fitness, that's something you can't really do with fitness unless you do want to take steroids, which I don't do, but like, <laughs> we'll know, get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I'm, like, I'm doing the whole natural. Just give me food. You know, I'll take a protein shake or whatever like that, but just give me food. <laughs> but like, it's a it's a thing that you really have to dedicate a lot of time to. So if you dedicate a lot of time to something, that means it requires a lot of patience. It requires time management. Like you're going to have your good days. You're going to have your good workouts. There's days where you're going to have your bad workouts. There's days that you're not even going to want to go to the gym. You know, but like if you're disciplined enough, you'll still go on those days or like if you're having a bad workout day you'll still be like all right this is a bad day but tomorrow's a better opportunity or whatever like that so it's something it's like a discipline mindset a time management mindset and a patience type of mindset that you have to have if you're a new person trying to get into it definitely yeah i mean i can definitely empathize with that man like even training jujitsu i mean you go in there and some some days or some weeks you're just rocking it you're submitting everybody you're learning the moves quickly and you feel like you're progressing and then just because it's physical stress, I mean, you may have an off week or somebody else is having their good week. And they yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's crazy when you think, oh, yeah, I got this. I got this under control. And then somebody comes in. Out of nowhere. You, know, you still got some <laughs> practice to do. Seriously. No, I definitely see that that happening in the gym. The weights don't laugh back at you, but sometimes they win. I feel you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And on the days they do win, it's always helpful if you have a partner. If you don't have a partner, you just have to know how to fail. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, because right. there's one a couple times I've been overzealous and I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? I got this. I I, I did this, this, not realizing I got a spot of that. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And people <laughs> will just walk past you, bruh. 
Like, oh, he got it. He fine. And I'm like, yo, like people here, not, I, I can't, Chicago yeah. didn't have that problem. But yeah. I'm like, yo, like, you see me. So, like, I had to save myself one time. I had to really save myself. Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go navigate this without crushing my throat. Honestly, if you're a person, like, I'll put it to you like this. If you're, like, serious about working out, say you, like, go to the gym three times a week and you do that for a year, you're going to have those. Those days are unavoidable. Even, even the best uh, powerlifters and bodybuilders have those days. Like, that's that very same thing that you're uh, describing to me. Literally happened to me, la- uh, what, a year ago, a year and a half ago. Like, I had, like, 335 on the bench. I'm like, man, I got this, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hit this before. <laughs> Um, and I didn't, I didn't factor in the fatigue that, uh, occurred before yeah. that, uh, lift yeah. attempt. So yeah. I got like right here on the chest and it just stayed there. So I was like, all right, either I might like roll this super heavy bar down my body and like hip thrust it off. Cause I had the clamps on. I couldn't do the, the slide the weight thing off and right, embarrass right, yourself. Right. Oh, oh, like, yeah. 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 I couldn't do yeah. that. So I had to like roll it, either roll it down my body. Or hopefully somebody will come and save my life. So <laughs> um, what I did was I'm not I'm kind of I'm fairly used to what's called pausing the bar when you do the, when you do the okay. bench you, just, you do it on yeah. the chest because actual when you're doing actual piloting meet you actually have to pause it for a second. So right. I did that and I but I had to pause for like I want to say eight to ten seconds and then I think somebody like noticed or realized like oh. He might be dying right now. So let me scroll up. <laughs> so two came over, scrolled up, and like lifted the bar up for me. And it wasn't like I was panicking or nothing like that. I was oddly like, I'll eventually figure a way out, which which would freak most people out. But I was just thinking, like, I'll figure a way out. But somebody luckily was there to help me and put it back. I was like, thank you. I mean, that, that's the embarrassing moment of the day. If you want to put me on jail, yeah. you know, feel free. <laughs> so what, what would you say to somebody if that happens? Um you know, like early on in their journey, you know, that, that could kind of be, you know, mental strain and you feel embarrassed and stuff. What do you, what would you say to somebody to help them kind of like overcome, you know, those type of embarrassing moments in the gym? Um, I would say like, I think you, you have to kind of have the mentality of almost like a, I don't know if anybody, y'all, anyone y'all played like football or, or whatever like that before, but it's kind of like you had to have the mentality of a quarterback in, in a football game. So in a football game, there's four quarters, right? The, the person with the most points win, obviously, right? So, you know, you're going to have quarterbacks that throw touchdowns all the time. But there's also going to be times where you throw interceptions. You may, you, may, you may be like, I don't know, Patrick Mahomes or somebody, right, and throw two interceptions, and, like, everybody's like, oh, man, it's a terrible – they're going to lose the game, whatever like that. And then, like, by the end of the game, he threw four more touchdowns or like that and won the game. <laughs> so the reason why I bring that up is basically the whole concept of you have to have a kind of like a short-term memory when it comes to, I guess, mistake or setbacks or mistakes like they will happen mistakes will happen setbacks will happen but it's all about learning or trying to grow from that setback or that mistake or whatever like that and then you'll keep it moving forward so don't when i say have a short memory i mean what i'm trying to say is don't dwell on it so much to the point where you don't see yourself overcoming whatever boundary or mistake whatever like that it is instead like look look at the obstacle right remember like the mistakes you made and just try to overcome it and if you fail you know that happens but just take it as a lesson and just keep on trying again because as long as you keep on shooting you eventually something gonna hit you know so as long as you keep on right. trying something gonna work <laughs> right right that's what's up uh 
that was more of an answer than I was expecting. That's awesome. <laughs> I guess I have a lot of analogies, I guess. <laughs> oh, trust me. Master, dog. All that talking. Yeah. So we're, we're all cool in the game with that. But no, I mean, I think they'll definitely vibe with that. And, uh, you know, hopefully someone takes some inspiration from that. And uh, feel free to let us know in the email. Uh, Javon, the new email is? New email. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> this guy. Uh, City Gen <laughs> Podcast at gmail.com straightforward city gents podcast at gmail.com there we go uh so feel free to reach out to us and let us know uh if you had anything to say about that or if you want to let greg know about your appreciation for uh, for what he said for you uh next thing we did want to hit on i know we were mentioning nutrition which of course you get uh your fair share of uh yeah. <laughs> what are the what are the differences in like a normal diet with uh that would benefit somebody like like a regular joe uh, you may be a warrior, uh, and then your build bodybuilders, and then your uh, powerlifters. Because okay. I need to been all three. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, I can explain the difference. So like with a general, with a you know a general person, wherever like that, just make sure you have like a healthy. I mean, I'm, I ain't going like I'm not I'm not a nutritionist by any means. I've been. I know, especially early on, I've been blessed with a fast metabolism. So back in the day, I could eat like a whole bunch of junk foods or and then healthy foods here and there. But now as you get older, of course, your metabolism changes or whatever it's like that. So you have to be more health conscious of the decisions you make. But as far as a general person goes, um, let's say you're a 150 pound male, right? Ideally, you're going to want to get protein wise, even if you're not an athlete. Uh, you're going to probably get at least 0.8 grams per pound of protein per day for that. Uh, so if you do the math, that's probably going to end up being like 130 grams of protein for a 150 pound male. Um, now, when it comes to carbs, the, the general concession based off what I've seen is you can kind of almost double the amount of carbs that you want like for, uh, when it pertains to protein. And fats, you would ideally, most people will probably get 60 grams of fat well i guess a general person <laughs> would want to get a general general health person would want to get 60 grams of fat now when you're looking when you're coming into like a bodybuilding perception uh they have these two phases they have bulking phases and they have cutting phases so most people tend to want to bulk or whatever like that in the wind, fall and winter months and then start cutting in the spring and summer. Not every bodybuilder does that because uh, you also have to understand they're going competing for a show. There are some shows that happen in December. So you're not going to want to bulk in December. You're going to want to have be all the way chiseled, cut up or whatever, right? So mm -hmm. when, when you're doing your bulking stage, usually bulking right. stages last, usually I want to say three months. And that's when you increase the calories, not by a crazy obnoxious number, but you maybe instead of 2000 calories today, I'll have uh, 2,500 calories or something like that. It's still an increase. It's not a crazy increase, but it's still an increase nonetheless. Um, and so you'll see a lot of people ingest a lot of, a lot more carbs. Uh, they may keep their protein content around the same level. Uh, their fats may go up just a little bit, but their carbs are probably going to shoot way up because the carbs are going to give them a lot of energy. So if they want to do like 12 reps of a particular exercise, they'll have the energy for it because carbs will be your main source of energy. Now, when you're doing your cutting phase, cutting phase, you're basically trying to lose weight. You want to make weight because bodybuilder in the bodybuilding world, they have certain like weight classes, like lightweight, middleweight, heavyweight, et cetera. Uh, so if you're a pound over, then now you have to go up way in a higher weight class. And so say a weight class ends at 200 and I'm trying to cut, cut, cut to get under 200 
and it's weigh-in day and I'm 201. Now I'm about to compete against other people who are potentially 219 pounds. So that could be an extra 19 pounds of muscle. And now I'm at a whole disadvantage, you know? So cutting is way more, I feel way more strict to me than uh, bulking. Uh, So when cutting happens, you really have to also restrict your amount of carbs. basically almost to the point of where you're doing the keto diet uh there's a lot of body yeah yeah (laughs) especially especially i'll put you like this if it's not the week of the competition and you're like in your cutting phase you may be able to get away with about 100 carbs in a day that that might be okay but the closer you get to the meat you got to lower and lower it so next thing you know you're only having 60 carbs in the day uh but when you're like lowering your carb amount like that they increase their protein amount. So it's like that 150 pound guy. Now, mm-hmm. instead of maybe having 100 grams of protein, now he's gonna have 150 grams of protein, you know, but his carbs may be like 60 grams of carbs, something like that. Fats for the most part will probably stay the same. The reason why the bodybuilders do that is because they're trying to lower their amount of carbs to the point where they're tricking their body to utilizing fat as their main energy source. Your body wants to use carbs as the energy source. But when you trick your body like that and you basically go on the keto diet or whatever like that, they're going to use fat as their energy source. The only thing is don't be too excessive on the keto diet. It's something you have to be moderate about. Uh, me personally, I don't know if you should do it the whole entire year, but that's just me. I, I can't speak for everybody else. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like it's a temporary thing. And but, that's um, one thing I, I heard yeah, with ahead, that. Uh, oh, my bad. It's just that about it being a, a, the keto diet was always, well, not always, but some things that I've read and mm-hmm. read was that it was always really supposed, I keep saying always, but it's supposed to be like temporary, not yeah. as an actual lifestyle where you use it for year round. I mean, like you said, everybody's different, but that's just one thing I did come across to reading about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. Like, and that's just a mindset I had because your body, your body is built and geared to use carbs. So, you right. know, when you trick your body like that, it, it kind of feels a little different. And like some people, you know, because they're so uh, passionate about wanting to win or look good on stage, you know, they may overdo it. I seen this one guy; he literally had zero grams of carbs for two weeks and like it was on on the uh the show day you're cramping up almost past now and not only that like when you restrict uh, your carbs that much it can really kind of have an effect on your brain like you, your mood might get affected because your brain does need glucose you know to, yep. to function or whatever like that and glucose can definitely be found in carbs so you know and when you start restricting that you know if you go too crazy on it you can get headaches, you can get irritable, it may be hard to think, uh, stress, easily stressed or whatever like that. So be mindful of that uh, when it comes to bodybuilding. But like, uh, you know, like, like, the, like we said before, you have to, you know, be moderate, but it may not, ha- may not be a whole lifestyle. Now, as far as powerlifting, uh, the nutrition goes, it's way more freedom. Um, I think yeah. that's one of the reasons why, like you may have yeah, I initially started as a bodybuilder, and now I'm like, okay, powerlifter. Because <laughs> you can eat carbs. Like, powerlifters don't care what you look like. I mean, there still are weight classes. They don't care what you look like. As long as that weight go up and go right back down or, or vice versa, that's all that matters. You could be 400 pounds. They don't care. <laughs> Just look the weight. Got no type, huh? They, they, they like, this. it's a real life. Like, Sway Lee and them say, I ain't got no type. <laughs> you know, bad things are the only thing they like. <laughs> you know what I'm 
But um, yeah, like so with powerlifters being able to like have way more freedom of carbs and not caring about appearance, like they may have a little bit more energy. Now you're not gonna see them. I know you asked for a nutrition question, but with nutrition, if a bodybuilder wants to do like 12 reps of something, that requires a lot of energy. So you know, carbs are gonna mm-hmm. be used. Powerlifters don't go that route. Powerlifters, you you for the most part, you won't see them do more than five reps. So I mean. With that right. being said, they're going to increase the amount of weight. So, you know, that's where they're using their energy towards. So, yeah. high, high weight, low reps, as opposed to the converse of make toning your body up and making you aesthetic doing mm-hmm. uh, low weight, high reps. Yep. Yep. That's how it so is. So, what is your uh, opinion between, you know, your, the dirty bulking and clean bulking? Um, I'll put you like this. If you're a if you're going into that bodybuilder uh, mindset mentality, I feel like clean bulking is definitely the way to go. Um, you could do dirty bulk if you want to. Dirty bulk is basically a free-for-all or whatever like that. You may have like pizza, McDonald's, yeah. a few vegetables here and there, salad here and there. But So that's dirty bulking. Clean bulking is you're literally still having and maintaining healthy meals, but you're just increasing the calories. So you may have like a midnight snack, like, like a midnight protein snack, like a casein shake or some cottage cheese or whatever like that. That's still going to be an increase in calories or whatever like that. Or if you want to you know, add some carbs in there, you may add like some rice, some brown rice, some white rice, whatever. Mm. You know, that, I mean, rice doesn't have like a too, too big of a, a, a calorie content or fat content, but it is more calories nonetheless. So that would probably be because they're a clean bulk. You add some broccoli in there and boom, you got some more vegetables. So I say that's kind of like a clean bulk. You just increase the calories, but still have healthy foods. For sure. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, with that, that's where you see all the meat cleaning and, and uh, what is it, unseasoned chicken breasts and stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> sometimes look you have to know how to season it like some people oh man i go and do salt and pepper me i mean i didn't really i ain't gonna lie to you i ain't really started putting actual work into the kitchen until i became a power lifter but you know you, you can still season it up a little bit get a little bit of chicken <laughs> some lemon pepper in there a little bit of cajun something in there maybe a chipotle something you know you can still sprinkle a little stuff just just be careful on the salt <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say uh because that uh dries you out and then leads to cramping naturally yes yeah. Yeah, if you do too much of it, yes, 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 yes. Sodium makes sense. sense. So while we're in that, uh, you did mention, you know, before that you're uh, a completely natural bodybuilder, or not bodybuilder, excuse me, uh, powerlifter. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess, uh, how tough is it knowing, like, that with that, in that, you know, in that realm, that Mm -hmm. you be completely natural and doing things the the right way, that there are people that are cheating out there and getting away with it or have sanctioned cheating uh, and getting that uh, on the natural edge? Yeah, but believe it or not, it really doesn't bother me too much because I, I guess it's based on my mentality or mindset. And like the mindset and mentality I've always had, even since uh, since I was a child, is that if it doesn't affect my life or if it doesn't bother me or my health or my wealth or well-being, then I'm not going to let it bother me too much. So basically with that philosophy, I'm like, I, I could throw out a suggestion and say like, hey, I wouldn't recommend that or hey, I don't want to do that. But if that's what you really see yourself wanting to do, if that's what's meant for you in your life and you want to go the unnatural route, by all means, go ahead. You know, because it's your life, it's your decision. You're a grown man or woman or whatever like that. I'm not a babysitter. Do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Just, just be mindful that there are always reactions or consequences to every decision, whether it's good or bad, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, we all- <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so also with that being said like, 
there are certain competitions where it's an all natural bodybuilding competition. So it, yeah. with that, that they'll drug test you. Um, some bodybuilding competition, they'll, they'll drug test all the competitors. Uh, I've seen other bodybuilding competitions where they only drug test the winner, but it is drug testing nonetheless, you know, uh, they take like samples of and stuff like that. Um, now, if it's a competition and doesn't say all natural, or if it's a federation that never does any testing at all, it's basically like what you said, it's a free for all, you know, yeah. you, you could be hyped up off anything you want, as long as you look good or like that. There are certain competitions where, so yeah, what I was saying before it was, um, you know, everybody, if, if that's what's meant for the person in their life, that's what they feel is meant for their life and, and that's the decision they want to make, they can do that. Um, but as I uh, was also saying, there are competitions where they do drug test everybody um, or they only drug test the winner. And there are uh, competitions where if it doesn't say natural or if it doesn't come from a certain federation, then you can like just take whatever you want, be hyped up off whatever you want. Um, so that's how it comes by. And now, I understand there are some people that say, oh, that's like hurting the, uh, I guess, the, the industry, the, 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 you know, or how people view it. And I understand their argument of what they're saying, because, you know, as I said before, there are like a lot of consequences when you put certain things in your body, you know, to look a certain way. Uh, it could affect with, you know, mood, it could affect with, um, you know, your, your hormones, you know, all that, it could really affect your life. Like I literally have seen people, not friends, but I have seen people like literally die off taking the wrong stuff and putting it in their body or going overboard. So I was always under the mindset of like, why would I want to risk that much? You know what I'm saying? If, if it may put my whole life at risk, like if, if I could turn this into a healthy thing or even more healthy thing, I'll just take that route. I mean, Besides, like, I like to eat anyway, so I might as well just keep on, you know, eating if I want to look a certain way, you know? So That's right. That's right. And not only true, that. Like, true. Yeah. You know, and not only that is, like, I feel like when you go to, it's not, I'm not here to bash anybody that's, you know, on gear or Roy's or anything like that. But it's like, I feel like when you go the natural route, you can do it, I guess, for so much longer. Like, I've, I've. I did two bodybuilding competitions. I've seen like what's called the master class. And that's for people that's like, I want to say either 60 years old or 65 or 62 years old. But like, they're like basically 60 years old and up and they're still on the stage competing. Like their joints still work. They can still work out, whatever like that. And um, I've seen other people who like use and abuse, like who had substance abuse, like the, the steroid substance abuse. <laughs> and um you know, some of, can't even, some of them can't even lift anymore or some of them have to go through all these surgeries. Like, granted, you could still, like, have, may have to go yeah. through surgeries even with the natural route. But I've seen so many steroid-related health issues or steroid-related surgeries and stuff like that. So it was just something that I felt was a little bit too risky. And, like, not only that, like, I like my level of testosterone. Like, I don't want that to be messed <laughs> with or lowered or anything like that. So <laughs> I was wondering how long we were going to dance around that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was wondering, too. I was like, I wish he would just say what one of the main, but yeah, so close. Like certain, He's so close. So close. Yeah, certain things are changing and stuff down there. It's like, yo, like, yeah. I want my stuff to be right now. Man. I want my mood to be right. You know yeah. what I'm so, Performance matters <laughs> yeah the performance you're not trying to have you know you know ed and you know all types of a host of other problems yeah, on top of I, that i got i got you know i got a special person to please you know what i'm saying like, hey, come hey. On <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah because you were like wait a second i need to get the ruler wait a second <laughs> yeah, not right yeah, down there exactly like, it's still good, 
Yeah, it's changing colors. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it gets checked up. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, a serious question, actually, you know, just to piggyback uh-huh. off of that, uh, I do yeah. know that like one of the side effects of uh, steroid use uh, can lead to acromegaly, which is, of course, the enlarging of the, the skull and, yeah. uh, you know, the brain, all that. And uh, I was just wondering that, uh, Santiago, were you using that as a child and your head got big or? Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> the seeds. I can't. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Craig the Savage. Okay. Man, I got got some highlights. I can't even get mad at that. Savage, bro. Man, look at that. It was so smooth because I'm like, why is he asking me? I ain't never done steroids. (laughs) He's like, why is he asking me? He's just saying, because the lap. The last episode oh. I talked about the you know the size of my head, how and my parents told me the story multiple times, so I know they're not lying. Um, they said that the doctor had to tell them that I would grow into my head. He tried to so the neck brace. The neck <laughs> brace. He did. That's what the neck Bruh, that's that's why like i said i gotta be in the gym and you kind of help me different ways that i know i can bulk up now but i, I gotta be yeah. i can't afford to be no toothpick <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I can't i can't hey i'm be like i'm be like this trying oh, to talk God. on the podcast because i can't <laughs> Yo, I am too dead right now. <laughs> Listen, if anybody out there wants to work out, like I'm ready. Like I worked out one of the homies today. Like it was like kind of some spontaneous stuff. Like, like, hey, like I hear you moving. I'm here you moving soon. You want to work out? Yeah, let's work out. Like, all right, cool. We're gonna work out. And we worked out. <laughs> so very easy. There we go. Anybody that wants to work out. <laughs> uh so yeah, so moving on. Uh I guess just one last thing I want to touch, you know, with bodybuilding, uh, powerlifting, and all. Uh, so, who do you have uh, an idol or or someone that you look up to in the game, or or someone that's done? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I definitely have a couple idols for sure. So, uh, back in my back when I was like, you know, really, really big into bodybuilding, I'm I've now like I don't really claim bodybuilder anymore because I mean I I know I may still look like one, but my goal, my fitness goals are not body related, not bodybuilding related anymore due to the fact that. I feel like I was able to build up my body to the point where I like it. So I have like a lot of piloting uh, um, idols, but I also do have some uh, bodybuilding idols. I did look up to when I was like first getting introduced to fitness. My first one was definitely, um, uh, oh my God. Okay. I'll do the second one. I can't think of <laughs> Scott, Scott Herman, Scott Herman. I think of his last name. For, I can't think of his last name, but no, Scott Herman was one of the first uh, people I looked up to because uh, this is back when I want to say YouTube, I, I, I mean, YouTube was already kind of popular, but it was getting even more and more popular, especially in the fitness uh, field, because, you know, you start seeing a lot more uh, fitness or health advocates or, uh, you know, that would put a lot of information out there on the internet. And that's when like people started looking towards YouTube to look for information or advice. And he was one of the first people I came across. And it's kind of funny and a real uh, coincidence because and I know this may initially sound like an unrelated story, but it is. I'm going to bring it back. Uh, I, as a kid growing up, I used to always watch the real world all the time uh, on MTV. And, like, there was one at some point in my life where I, like, kind of wanted to be on the real world, but I never, like, pulled the trigger on that. And plus, I didn't want my parents to see, like, how I was when I was amongst some friends or maybe okay. some alcohol or whatever like that. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. let me calm down on that. <laughs> but there was one season, I can't remember the city, but um, there's this one guy who was, like, into fitness or whatever like that. But I thought he was just a regular general, like, 
personal trainer. I've seen a lot of personal. I've seen a lot of legit personal trainers. I've also seen a lot of like ill. I don't, I ain't gonna say illegitimate trainers, like because they didn't know they, they did know what they were doing. They just didn't have the certifications, and some people were kind of like getting into it for the wrong reasons, aka women. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I I was kind of <laughs> I was kind of weary about this fitness guy. Kind of like, man, is he legit? And um, I looked up his YouTube page or like that, and I was like okay so this is really the dude from the real world but he's actually putting out really good advice on youtube so that's my that's one of my first idol scott hermit um my second idol he, he's more so for like i guess bodybuilding and or general strength type of uh you know advice or tips uh, my second person was uh chris jones um and he definitely of course looks like a bodybuilder for sure um and you know he, he has really good advice as well he has his own gym now too like really good advice he's extremely blunt so just be uh, be aware that you may hear, you know, the cold or honest truth, and he doesn't really care too much about other people's feelings. You go, be ready for curse words, all that. <laughs> but uh, he does offer good, solid sound advice. Um, my other idols now, and we're going to the powerlifting now, is uh, definitely Russell Russell Orhi. Yeah. Uh, he is right. the number. Oh, Craig, are you familiar? I was like, at least now I know who these people are. Or this guy. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, I guess. I- <laughs> um yeah there, there's a uh, russell or he is he's literally the strongest 83 kilogram powerlifter in the world uh, and i actually got to meet him uh shake his hand took a picture and everything like that so i thought that was cool i also got to meet chris jones too um twice actually so that was pretty cool as well so i did get to meet two of my idols which is pretty awesome um yeah, most can't say that's that. about it though those are my top three idols all right but, so all right uh, yeah no, uh, there was something I wanted to, you know, or we, I guess, collectively wanted to, you know, pick your brain about uh, when we all met you. I mean, we uh, we all recognized like, man, this guy is this is the interesting guy. I don't think I know many people like Greg. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, I've never met somebody as positive as this dude. I was like, yo, <laughs> we never I hear that talk. all the time. I'm like, this man can through the worst day, and we'll still be like. <laughs> the world could be ending. He'd be like, "Man, I woke up early today. It was good." <laughs> that is literally me. That is literally me, verbatim, every day, every How single you day. How you got there? Like, what what brought you to that point? Like, in your yeah, you touch who you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I put you like this. Growing up, I feel like. <laughs> Growing up, I feel like I had the world's most, like, strictest parents around. I felt like I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't do none of stuff. Mm-hmm. And my friends wanted to do like that. But it also, like, I guess, helped prepare me for sometimes how tough the world can be. You know what I'm saying? So if I got to go through all these strict obstacles as a child, by the time I'm out on my own, it's like, oh, this is the obstacle? Okay, I can get over this obstacle. There ain't nothing to it. This- you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, didn't been, I, I feel like I didn't been through it all, been through enough already. Not only that, Growing up, you know, I did used to, you know, sometimes throw temper tantrums and, or get mad or get sad or whatever like that. But like, you know, based on how my parents raised me, my mom and dad, like whenever I did feel that way or acted out that way, they always told me for one, like, whatever it is that's bothering you that you're going through right now, you can get over it. 
over him, right? Not not like not saying like ignore it or it's not a real issue, but right. it's like you could just believe in you overcome so it. Much. Yeah, we believe in you so much, and we've instilled so many good core values in you that we know that you can take the best route, the, the best foot forward, or like that. Like, cause we always are uh, are in your corner. We always got your back here for you. Uh, God is always uh, in your corner, or like that. So like they they made sure I knew that at a very young age that I can get over any obstacle that's in front of me i can get over it no matter what it is or no matter how big it is as long as you have oxygen in your lungs you can still get over whatever obstacle that's in front of you so that's what they told me um what else well not like that there's another thing that really helped me with that too and i mean i don't mean to like i guess relate everything to fitness but this is the reason why i do it so much i feel like there's like so many parallels between fitness whether it's bodybuilding powerlifting or just general fitness or whatever like if you want to run like uh, a mile in five minutes just general fitness right i feel like there's always something for example i go to the gym and i'm trying to get better you have to go through stress in order to grow or get better at That's the right. gym but if you apply that to life and you know we all get stressed out eventually it just it really it really matters how you react or respond to that stress you know what I'm saying? To the point where it's like the don't give up mentality or the short-term memory t- uh, mentality where, yeah, this is stressful, but I can still get over it or whatever like that. I'm not going to let it bring me down. But like you have to go through stress in order to grow in fitness, in life in general. So that's like one reason why I get so addicted to the gym. Cause I feel like there's like so many parallels to life lessons. You know, you may get brought down one day or have no rough day. But if you keep on getting to it and don't let the Brit, don't let the day overall bring you down as a person or whatever like that, knowing that you can get over whatever the obstacle it is, you'll be set. You'll be great. You know, you'll be you'll be all good. And but just because you got over this obstacle doesn't mean that okay, there ain't gonna be no more obstacles in my life. It's gonna be smooth sailing. It's gonna be easy peasy. Like you have to be always be ready for the next obstacle. So it's just gonna be. It's, it's going to be impossible to go through life without stress. You have to go through stress in order to grow. So, and the same thing with fitness. In order to get faster, you have to go through stress. Like, them legs burning or whatever like that, that's stress. But it's, it's forcing you to grow. So, that's all I can say on that. So, with that, with that being said, it's like, I didn't been through so much stress every day to the point where it's like, I can get through this. Or, or not only that, I'm pretty sure there's somebody else in the world that has it 10 times worse than me or you know if i have like a terrible day i feel like oh my god this is like the worst day of my entire life some i know in the back of my head somebody else out there would love to be would love to have my worst day the day you had yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that's yeah yeah and uh i mean i definitely i definitely vibe with that and i'm sure the rest of these brothers can can attest to it through their own you know struggles in their life and and triumphs as well so uh yeah i think that's an excellent point so i'm sure somebody needs to hear that yeah <laughs> there it is there it is yeah man as long um, as i got oxygen in my lungs i'm good i'm happy <laughs> what, what is the the late great tupac shakur say every day above ground is a good day oh absolutely oh, yeah. Yeah. i see you've been listening okay yeah. <laughs> hallelujah no, no. <laughs> we about to have church hold up <laughs> let me pray us in. look at him <laughs> and I already got a suit jacket on. Right? Yeah, you know I'm ready to. Pass you know, let's, 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 let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go ahead. Let's let's church and all. Right? <laughs> like it's Sunday again? Hey, no. But I felt I felt it in my soul when you said strict parents, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 touched something. You reminded you of something. <laughs> it reminded you, 
bro, there's things I couldn't watch. I, I couldn't yep. watch nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. Man, <laughs> it, it, anytime, like, if it had one cuss word in it, I couldn't watch it. If it had yeah. this in it, I couldn't watch it. This was this. This was, I was like, wow. Oh, God dang. forbid. But, but the funny thing is, <laughs> now that I can, I have no desire to watch a lot of that stuff. You know, um, I, just for me, because it's like... <laughs> I already yeah exactly i already missed past the you know the prime so like even like stuff like you know you know how harry potter is so huge and stuff and you know people yeah. are really immersed with that i'm just like eh. it's just <laughs> i didn't grow up watching it reading it so for me it's it's a book yeah. that she's made a lot of money on um so yeah, yeah it, it's just things like that it's just not knocking anybody who likes it just yeah i i I went past the prime, so now I don't even have a desire to watch it or read it. I get you. No, I, that, I, that's perfectly understandable and relatable. You know, I, I tried to, uh, you know, get into the Harry Potter stuff too, but I was like, yo, I got all this homework. I ain't got no time to read no books. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, <laughs> especially, <laughs> the, bro, them books, 1200 pages and stuff. Like, I'm like, is this a Bible? I'm like, yo, I might as well just read the Bible. If, it, if, it's, if it's this many pages, <laughs> I read the Bible instead. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I couldn't see as a kid because you don't have much, you know, to do, but I'm not about to read no for me. Yeah. If I'm gonna read that book that's that lengthy, it, it has to apply for some. You know, for some people it's an escape or whatever from whatever they're going on in life. So it's not knocking down. But for me, I I, I just don't have that level of dedication to that specific book yeah. to, to no, read that. I get it. I get it. I mean, I under like everything you just said, I completely understand now. Did I understand that as a kid? Absolutely not. Like, nah. only read because I was told to do it or because my mom wouldn't let me, like, go outside or play video games unless I did the book or whatever like that. So I'm like, all right, I'm forced to read just now or like that. And on right. top of that, like, I'm already reading history books, uh, math books, uh, you know, English books, all that stuff to the point where I'm like, yo. I'm trying to take a break from reading. Can I play a video game? Like, yo, can I play Crash Bandicoot or something? <laughs> exactly. That, that's a classic right there. And then, you know, the reading, you know, like the 600-minute clubs and stuff, that, that, that's honestly where a lot of my line, like, started with that. Oh, I read 45 minutes knowing I picked up the book for five. I read, oh, bro, this one time in second grade, uh, I think it was, I don't know, elementary school. I actually don't even know what grade it was. Uh, yeah. Probably like fifth because, uh, but anyways, I, I should have like planned out how many minutes I did because I read the most in the whole school. And when they, I, I don't remember how many, how many minutes it was anymore. But at the time when I still recalled it, I was like, I know those teachers were looking at me like, this fool is lying. Ain't no way he read. They, they like made a big deal about it too, like in an assembly. Cause I remember like they asked me to stand up. I was like, yo, what? I was like, I, what did I write on that paper? Like, it's not to say I didn't read. I definitely read even like, you know, a couple hours a week or so. Yeah. But that's not what was on the paper. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> oh man, it's just, it, it, it's just an interesting dynamic how we don't understand a lot of stuff when we're younger, you know, especially yeah. with strict parents when yeah. a lot of you know, parents just raise, choose to raise their children with how they think it's best. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of things like you don't get uh, until just at one point in adulthood, it just kind of clicks and you're just like, I understand now. That part, like literally that part, like for example, especially in grade school, especially in high school, um, you know, I used to think like, man, I got... 
I got the most strictest parents around. Like, I don't understand why they're like this way. Like, literally, no lie. And I've told this to them to their face, but I was like, once I understood why they did all this, I told I told this to their face. I'm like, why did y'all have me think that y'all were the the most uncool, unfriendly people? Like, I ain't gonna say unfriendly, but I just thought that they were so strict that I was like, there's no way they have friends. Well, <laughs> <something like> <laughs> I was like, I really thought y'all were lame as can be. But then, like, once I got older, now that I have like <laughs> my own place and my own car and, all, and my own stuff, we're like that. Yeah, I, I can. It's it's much easier for me to relate to them now. You know what I'm saying? On certain things or certain situations, yeah. like we can have certain Definitely. conversations. It's easier to open up. As a kid, you know, you, I can't, you know, relate to that. Understand that. Not only that, I'm an only child too. So I'm like, who am I going oh, to talk? Oh yeah, that that can relate to this. Oh, my like, my much older than me so it's like i couldn't relate to that you know so i always thought that they were just being mean for no reason but now i now they I just hate greg yeah i, <laughs> yeah. I, literally I felt that way i felt that way i'm like is this a military what that but like no, right but now that like i'm 31 like i didn't realize what they the things they were trying to teach me or instill in me until i turned like 29 or 30 or whatever like that i'm 31 yeah, yeah. so and now I'm an owner of a condo, you know, I own my own place, I have or my own car, I have my own bills, all this stuff like that. So all the stuff that they were going through and stuff like that, or the, the yeah. reason why I act or a certain way or move a certain way, I completely understand. As a matter of fact, a lot of people are telling me the older I get, the more I act like my dad. So I'm like, hey, okay, I took it as a copy. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely get that. There you go. Uh, Javon, do you have anything you uh, wanted to add in or or, or- pick Greg's brain about while we're on the subject? Appearance and strictness. I mean, I can relate. That's kind of why I just stay quiet like Jesus. I only can think of, I couldn't watch Harry Potter. I couldn't watch nothing. <laughs> um, but when you talked about a lot of uh, like who you becoming now, how much do you contribute that to your parents versus like nature, the gym, your friends, things like that. So how would you compare it? Like how much influence did they really have, would you say, in the man that you are now? Um, I would say they had a huge influence. Like, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, I'm willing to put like a pretty high percentage up there. I probably I say anywhere between 70 to 75 percent. Um, mainly due to the fact that um, you know, I, I had best friends growing up and stuff like that too. I actually had a best friend that lived like like three doors down from me. So I was like, if I ever wanted to hang out or try to relate to somebody or get something off my chest, tell them I'm going through or like that, I could always like go do like, hey, can like can Isaiah come and play or whatever like that? And like if he's in there and he's free and the horn's done, then yeah, of course he can play and like we'll you know chop it up wherever like that. But like really I didn't have a lot of other people except for my parents. I know like being an only child, that's kind of all you have. You know, you know now if I had like, yeah, so like if I had like brothers and sisters, like I can like open up to them or vent out to them for frustrations or like that or or any secrets or like that. I didn't or fight it. them, yeah, like, yeah. Or or fight them. <laughs> or that dude, they do probably steal your food, break your toys or whatever. But, yeah. <laughs> but like you know, I didn't have I didn't have a lot of that growing up. So like the only people that I could vent yeah. to were my parents. Either I vent to them or I just mm. like have the little pout face and try to be mad for five hours for the whole entire day or whatever like that and then just to get tired of being mad <laughs> and then you know your parents know when you mad or when something's wrong like they just know you only have to say nothing they know so yep. you know if those are the only people I could uh, open up to so that's why the percentage is so high uh, the reason why it's not 100% is because of course I feel like everybody 
like there's always a, a choice or a decision that you can make at any point in your life, no matter what it is you're doing. You can just be doing something simple like eating. You can be doing something more important like trying to figure out what college you want to go to or, or what job you want to apply. Any decision you make has like, I guess, uh, uh, options, like an A or B type of route or whatever like that. So I think the 25% comes in how you react to situations or how you react to life or whatever like that. And like it's up to your parents to, I guess, raise you well enough to the point where when you're on your own, you can make those good decisions or those right decisions for yourself, you know, as opposed to getting some bad advice. E even if you get bad advice, like as opposed to getting bad advice from somebody else who, who's clearly wrong or like that. Like if you was like raised up the right way, like you'll know like which option to take or like that. There's a good option. There's a bad option, or there's a less, there's a bad option, and then there's a less bad option, or something like that. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right on, right on. There you go. Uh, and some people call that the their internal voice, or or, or if they hear God, you know, their 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 moral compass is driven through something that uh you know that comes down to a conscious decision. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got you. Uh. Well, yeah, man. Uh. I think I think that's a that's a solid episode, guys. I think we made the most out of our visit from Mr. Green. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I got one last question to ask you, Mr. Green. I'm so, ready. What advice through life, through bodybuilding, like people that are struggling with not being as positive or um, realizing that life is kind of, there's going to be people that's worse than you or not literally you, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, what yeah. advice would you give those people? Like how to stay positive or where, where would they start? okay like just understand that uh this situation like what if it is like hard being positive or there are like certain situations that's a big situation like just you ha just have to understand that you're strong enough and you're good enough to be bigger than whatever like situation you're going through or whatever like that like like i feel like everybody was placed on on earth for a reason and i feel like based on how I was raised and based on, you know, also going to church a lot as a kid, I feel like God has given everybody the strength or, or potential or the strength or whatever like that to get over whatever obstacle it is that they going through. So, but it's up to the person to realize that it's up to the person to internally recognize that and realize that. So it's like, it's basically how you view yourself. If you are, if you a little boy, and you view yourself as a king, guess what kind of decision you're going to make? Guess what kind of moves you're going to make? You're going to make moves like a king would or as a king would or as a potential king would or whatever like that. But if you don't see yourself that way and you see yourself as like an ant or whatever like that that can get stomped on under any given circumstance, then you're going to move that way. You're going to move like an ant. You're going to be like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like acting like that. So you, you have to, there are certain times where you have to be brave even when you're scared. You have to be confident even when you may not be sure or whatever like that. Um, I don't know. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of like running into a roadblock right now. So I know it's like, I know it may sound like, oh, just be positive. But I think it's more so how you view yourself. When you look in the yeah. mirror, what do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I had a, a, a similar way to sum that up. I mean, I know if you were looking for one, and then you can add this to the repertoire. <laughs> but uh, the, the grass is greener where you water it. I had heard yeah. that like one time before in it before like somebody told me it this year and I was like you know what like that that's deep that's way deeper than you're letting it be right now yeah. and so I mean wh whatever you're feeding you know like the, the negativity or or oh I'm I'm just Craig or I'm just Javon or like 
I'm Santiago or whatever his real name yeah. is. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> however, however you see yourself is, uh, is, is where you'll be, is where you'll make strides to end up. It's self-love. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Exactly yeah. how you recognize yeah. how you see yourself, what you see in the mirror. Not only that, another thing, one other thing I guess I wanted to say, like to touch on that is that I feel like some people always have to realize whatever happens in your life, there's always a little bit of good in every bad situation. And there's always a little bit of bad in every good situation. It's like the yin yang approach to yeah, life. Yeah, yin yang. You know what I'm saying? That's basically mm-hmm. what it is. So, yeah, the self love portion goes to, you know, the, the tell. Uh, it's been passed around, you know, different cultures, but you know, the tell of two wolves. You know, you have a good wolf, you have evil wolf, is evil told as a bear sometimes yeah. that that's actually yeah. the the tattoos that, that i have on my chest you know yeah. the tale of two woods um you know the good one and the bad one and you know the story goes like which one wins well the one that you feed more so if you yeah. already use a feeding and negativity that one's going to be the one that wins yeah. if you're, you're trying to stay positive and feed into that that's going to be what what wins so it, it's it's really internal you know your your happiness starts internally yeah absolutely Absolutely. That's all I have, man. That's all I have. All right. All right, man. Well, I think otherwise, uh, we just want to roll the carpet out for you, Mr. Green. Uh, What what other ventures you got? You got uh, some other IG pages for, I know you're doing (laughs) photography. (laughs) Plug yourself, man. Tell us what you're doing. Okay, well, I only have one Instagram, and it's the Machine Green, T H E, and then another E. Machine Green. <laughs> um, you know, I got Facebook, Gregory Green. I got Snapchat, Gregory Green Son. Um, and I'll, I'll, I guess I'll explain uh, the, the history of my Snapchat name because uh, I know y'all ready to go. But um, I guess like, I was an RA in college and I used to be always like, I used to always greet my residents as, what up, son? What up, son? How's it going? As if I was like from New York. Ah, uh, no, okay. No, okay. Okay. well, like that time I had uh. never been to New York. So. <laughs> Snapchat came around, <laughs> and then everybody'd be like, "What's up, Greg Green son? What's up, Greg Green son?" <laughs> or Asian cultures, like they'll they'll talk that way too. So that became my Snapchat name. So that's why it's Greg Green son. I had to know why. I was like, I've been calling this guy Greg Green son. I'm pretty sure his name's just Green. <laughs> yeah, that's basically about it. I, I don't, I don't. That's the only social media accounts. Any other things you see, they're fake. Like I don't have an OnlyFans. Like none of that. <laughs> yeah, we were gonna ask. Man, <laughs> yeah, we were gonna ask because you know you don't know these days. Twenty twenty got weird, man. We don't know if you got weird with it. Twenty twenty was a weird, weird. Hey, we're not gonna ask any questions either. If, if yeah. let it be known, and we can move on. Yeah. yeah. So if somebody wants to reach out, I know you said that like if they want to work out and stuff like that. Do you do personal training stuff like that? I actually have not. I once thought about it um, because there was a point in my life where I was unemployed. It was like right after college. Um, so there was a point in my life where I was thinking about doing it. And then like literally when I was like, just got, I had three personal training books. And like when I got finished reading the book, I, I got a job. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, it was way more money than the personal training was. So I never, I mean, I don't know. Maybe in the future, if I need some side money, maybe. Um, the way I saw it is that I do have a bachelor's degree and a master's. So it's like, I think I'm like constantly trying to shoot up up here or whatever like that, yeah. whereas still make it up there. 
but there's so much more extra that comes that you got to promote yourself. You got to like, you know, it's constantly find new yeah. clients like that. So I'm like, all right, I'll just use my degree. It kind of already put forth all this effort into studying and stuff to, to try to, you know, get a source of income. <laughs> but if anybody wants to work out with me and like they have any questions concerning, you know, fitness, I'm more than happy to help. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, just ask me a question and I'll, I can tell you whatever it is I've been through, you know, with the best possible knowledge that I have at the current time. Awesome. I well, I think it's been a great episode. And uh, as your primary host, we're signing off. This is Craig Mack. <laughs> well, you don't like yeah. the way that sounds. <laughs> this man really been saying a primary <laughs> host for a reason. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> and it, this is Santiago. Remember, at eleven, I'll be playing the slow jams. Oh, this man about to get grab your lady. I'm real though. I see it. I see. It. Yeah, yeah. Let me stop though before I get myself in trouble. <laughs> so oh. Let me stop. You might get a job opportunity. Look at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah job opportunity in my queen listening, bro. Like, nah, man. I'm, I'm, get, I'm gonna get yelled at in two different languages too. Oh. So. <laughs> All the community. So, yeah. This is the city, <laughs> and we are out. We're. Out.